Before we start this week's episode, I would just like to let you know that we are talking a lot about our own opinions on certain aspects of music. These are our opinions and they aren't meant to offend anyone. Without further ado, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Audio Know How podcast with me, Ethan Ramsey. So this week we've got a guest on, our guest is Iris, and we're here to talk about the consumer's opinion on music. So this isn't only what they notice and what they don't notice, it's just what they want to find in their music and what they're really listening for, what makes them go back to a song and listen to it again. And this is what we're here to find out this week and to find out what mixing engineers need to realise and songwriters as well. I'm going to talk a bit about everything in terms of um, the production of music, the songwriting, the mastering, just a little bit about everything and find out what is it that consumers want to hear in their songs. So, hello Iris, how are you doing? Hi, I'm okay. <laughs> uh, first of all, I just want to ask you about your background. So, what did you, like, what did you grow up listening to, for example? I grew up, I'm going to say late 90s, early 2000s, and I was raised in a home where you kind of listened to everything because my mum was very into whatever was on MTV and whatever was in the charts. And then my dad was like, I want nothing to do with that. I'll listen to classical music. <laughs> and even though we didn't really like it, he sometimes put it on and we were like, right, he's doing his thing. I never really got an interest in that, but I stuck to mostly, at that time, chart music, pop and R&B. Okay, and um, what, what music do you listen to now? What are you into now? Right now, I don't think I can put it down to one genre only. I have many songs that I listen to that are fit into completely different categories. I still tend a lot more towards pop and R&B, not as much R&B anymore, but I generally stay around basically what I like. And can you can you give an example of a song right now that you listen to on repeat that you absolutely love? Just one song, name it. First one that comes in your head. Can I say two? You can say two, okay. Okay. Right now I'm obsessed with Take It All by Adele and Black Effect by The Carters. Okay, and what is it about those songs that stand out to you and that you really like? Well, the Carters, let's be honest, we together went to the concert back in June and they released the new album. And it took me some time to fall in love with all the songs. And I didn't really think I was going to love all the songs and I tend to now love most of them. Um, that one in particular... I fell in love very recently and I just love the groove and the swing that it has. I love the sound of the instruments and I love Beyonce particularly in that song and Jay-Z. And what about the Adele one? So what is it about the song that makes you love it? That one is mostly the lyrics and the vocal because Adele is very central vocal and you can't really... Yeah, the vocal's really the, the centrepiece of everything. Yeah, Adele, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And do you like that about Adele's music, that the vocal is, like, really the centrepiece of everything and everything else is just supporting it? With her particularly, yes, because I feel like she has a beautiful voice and I th 
what I think they think of is they don't really want to drown her in all the background, what the, the music. You want her to be the cent, like the center, center, like the center point of everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was. Okay, for. right. Okay, so what elements of uh, of a song in general make you remember it? Make you hum it over and over again in your head and make it stick in your head? Personally, I would say the vocal, because obviously the message of the song and if you can relate to the lyrics is even better. So the vocal is the first thing that sticks to me. And then the rhythm of the song, I would say. So would you say the lyrics have to have a meaning for you to be able to, for you to be able to connect to it and remember it? I don't, I don't think it has to have a very deep meaning. Like it doesn't have to be your sub story or someone else's sub story. Like it doesn't have to be that deep. But I do like it when a song has a connection as in like it's a story. Okay. And they don't randomly talk about different things in different verses and they so just a, a way to connect to it in some way yeah exactly okay right next we're going to move on i just want to ask you in your opinion what separates a good song from a bad song in terms of the way it's written so like songwriting this is completely my opinion like i don't want to make anyone mad but i would always say don't make it too crowded like, if you have a good idea, make it plain. You can always add stuff to it, but don't add and add and add, and then you lose what you started with, and you lost the main idea that you had, and then... So, like, stick to your core idea, don't let it get out of hand. You can't... Obviously, you can't let it go out of hand, because you might find something that you think... It develops into something a lot more better. Yeah. But... If you just think, oh, this is not sounding right, so I'll just, drown- I'll still keep it, but I'll drown it in everything else, so it sounds better, or I put this on top, and maybe I can make it work. If it's not working, it's not working. Like, just take it out. It's fine. We'll start again. So, like, if you listen to a song and it sounds like they've, it's not a great song, but they've finished it anyway. Like, yeah. don't don't pursue the idea unless you really believe it's something. That and maybe it's a great idea, but you didn't develop it correctly. Maybe step away from it and listen back to it a few months later and you're like, what was I actually thinking? Yeah. And then be like, this only needs two instruments and a vocal, whatever it is. Okay, so in terms of mixing, what do you think separates a good song from a bad song? Now, I know I understand you're no mixing engineer here, so this is just a consumer opinion but in terms of the way things are blended and put together, what do you think separates a good song from a bad one? I would say everything has its own space. Nothing is like mished and mashed together. And what really bothers me is having bits of the song louder than other bits of the song. So let's say you have your volume on four because you really like the song. And then minute one, it's incredibly loud. And you have, like, your ears hurt and you're like, what is happening? It's the same song. Why is it so different in volume? So you don't like it having, like, too much over-the-top dynamic range and being really loud and really quiet. You like it to have, like, a nice balance throughout the song. Yes. Okay. Um, So moving on, I just wanted to ask you, what do you listen to music on? So what's the main way you listen to music? Main way I listen to music is either 
my Apple headphones, the normal ones, the small ones, the white ones, or my speakers at home. And what do you listen to music on? Spotify mostly, sometimes Tidal. Do you know that if you listen to music on Spotify, it's actually a lower quality? I did not know that. And does it bother you knowing that? Do you think you're missing out on key elements in the song if you're listening to the original uncompressed file or the Spotify one? Being completely honest, I didn't know. It doesn't make any difference to me. Okay. <laughs> it's funny because all the engineers out there are like, what do you mean? <laughs> um, and another question about Spotify. So if you're scrolling through your songs on Spotify and a song is all of a sudden quite a lot louder, does that make the song stand out and make you want to listen to it? No. To me, no. It bothers me. So it actually puts you off the song? Yes. So that... And if a song was quieter than others, would that actually encourage you to listen to it? If it was more dynamic and open and... I don't mind... You know when a song starts off quieter and then, like, has a build-up? Yeah. That I don't mind. But if the whole song is a lot quieter than normal songs, that bothers me as well. Okay. So that nice balance between standing out and being loud enough but not being slammed. Yeah. Okay. Um, And do you think, like, um, in the world of, like, radio and music that's played in supermarkets, it's different and songs do need to be louder and stand out because you're in an environment where it's, it's background music. It needs to stand out. I can understand how that makes sense. You obviously want your song to be heard and it's quite difficult to hear a song when you're in either a supermarket or a store because everyone's talking and there is noise and... You still want people to go, oh, yeah, I really like that song. And be, be able to recognise it. Yeah, be able yeah. to recognise it. Or if not, Shazam it, Siri, what's this song? And then she can still hear it and put it on your list. Yeah. And what's your opinion on, like, pop tracks where the vocal is just so loud compared to everything else? Like, do, do you like that? Because, obviously, you were saying before, like, how vocals help you remember the song and it makes it catchy, but... When it's just so much louder than everything else, I feel like you can't really enjoy the song. Again, this is my opinion, but do you agree or...? I don't listen to a lot of pop right now, but when I do, I can obviously notice there is a... Like, the vocal is more in your face than the actual song. But then, yet again, I love Adele and it's exactly the same. But do you think in some situations it is a bit too over the top? I mean, I don't believe I notice it as much as you would, first of all. Like, if you say it to me and then play me a song, I'll be like, that's true. The vocal is so much louder than than the rest of the song. But I can also see why they do that on purpose so that the vocal actually sticks in your head and the lyrics stick in your head and yeah. it catches your attention. Then on the other side, you want everything to blend together and it to be a song that glues together and is one piece. Okay, so did you actually know that um, Spotify are trying to regulate the loudness of songs and they now have rules where um, songs can only be a certain mastered loudness throughout the whole of Spotify? I think that's very good. Do you, do you like how songs are all going to be equal now and there's going to be no competition about standing out and being louder and quieter? I do, 
personally, because I don't want to run over when I'm doing the dishes and turn the volume down. That's my selfish <laughs> opinion. <laughs> yeah, that's fair enough. <laughs> but I can understand how people would get annoyed of it if you're making money out of it and your song is not standing out. Yeah, it's, it is a very easy way to make your song stand out, to just make it louder than everyone else. But now they're trying to stop that because, well, it was the loudness wars and everyone was trying to be the loudest and we, we lost the dynamic range in music. And it, it's finally coming back thanks to the, uh, Spotify and things like that where there is, there is no regulations behind it all. But then I can also understand why people turn the actual volume of the song down and the vocal louder because that's what's not going to catch your attention. I never thought of that, to be honest. That's actually a very good point. So now the masters are le less slammed, but now the vocals are more slammed. Mm -hmm. I did not think of that. That's a very good point. Um, so moving on, I wanted to quickly ask you, I know you're an R&B fan, and I wanted to ask you... Um, well, no, not anymore, apparently, <laughs> and we'll find out. Um, I wanted to ask you, what is your opinion on how R&B used to be real drummers, real bassists playing, you had a groove and a feel to the song, and modern-day R&B is very electronic, programmed drums, programmed basses. What do you think that has done to R&B? And do you like it or dislike it? I used to love R&B when I was growing up, like, Anything and everything I listened to was R&B. And most of the chart music was R&B. Yeah, it was. So I used to absolutely love it. And I personally hate the way R&B is now. And even though I love the new Beyonce and Jay-Z album, which is completely R&B. The one exception. The one exception. <laughs> but I did have to learn to love the album. Because I don't listen to that type of R&B in like what is that called when they put that effect on the vocal and it's oh like a, a really like auto-tuned vocal yeah. yeah i was very confused when that came out because yeah it's I was really like, like fake yeah yeah but that's so that, fashionable now th that's the thing and you have to keep up with the times and it's very but that also comes be like i've followed beyonce since she was in destiny's child like i'm not gonna stop listening to her because she has a few songs that I'm like, oh, I don't know. So I'll just listen to them and I'll be like, well, I like this part of the song. And because I like this part of the song, I'm going to listen to the whole song. And I'll be like, you know what? The actual song is not that bad. So I learned to love it when you... But that, as I said before, is because you love an album... Uh, not an album, an artist, and you follow them basically to the grave. And I can understand how people then evolve with their own artists because that's happened to me. But me personally, putting up an R&B playlist from all the artists that are making R&B currently, I'll be like, no, two songs and I'm out. Because I don't like that square perfection of fake everything. Yeah, there's no like human feel in it anymore. Yeah. Like if you think of like Beyonce back in the day, like me, myself and I, that's got like a really nice real bass and it has a real nice mm -hmm. feel to it. And then I feel like... Her new album and any R&B artist now, it's all so just to the grid and perfect. But I also don't blame people for liking it because there's songs in that new R&B style that I absolutely love. Yeah, I get what you mean. And what is, I know you briefly spoke about like the auto-tune effect, but like what, what is your opinion on that? Because that is so, so fashionable right now. Like, do you think it, it ruins a song or do you like how fashionable it's become? I mean, there's pros and cons to everything. 
I understand how it's fashionable and it fits the song well and it fits the style of the music and the R&B that it is right now. Do I like it? No. Can I get used to it and can I still enjoy the song? Yes. So it's to the point where I don't really care. Okay, so it's not like, in my opinion, I've, I just really don't like auto-tune. That is my opinion. But like, I feel like it totally takes away the human feel and you just can't hear the singer anymore. But I, I can understand if the whole song is like that. But if like a few sentences or a verse or whatever is has that effect, okay. you can get over it. Or like harmonies and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Okay. Um, right, we're going to wrap up this episode, and I just wanted to ask you, do you have any any final thing to say to all the producers, mixing, mastering engineers out there of, as a consumer, what you hear and what you notice? Generally, enjoy what you are creating and love what you are doing, because you can really tell when someone doesn't love the song that they made and they just like put it all together and just called it a day. Maybe if you've lost passion about that particular song or that particular band that you were mixing or recording for or whatever it was, maybe take a step back and be like, what do I actually enjoy about them? What makes me happy? Like, you can't do anything if you're not passionate and if you don't love it. So if you've fallen out of a, out of love with a project, think about it because... It's not fair on the artist and it's not fair on you. Yeah, I agree with that completely. That's a great point. So thanks a lot for coming to this episode. I hope you've enjoyed it. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> and next week we are talking about uh, a little bit about production, songwriting and co-writing. So don't forget to find me on Instagram and Facebook. Let me know if you have any questions about this week's episode and let me know if you have any further episode ideas. This has been Audio Know How. I am Ethan Ramsey and I hope you've enjoyed. Thank you.